With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Black Buffalo Zero products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of comparable products. If you're an adult age 21 and older who dips, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo Zero pouches. What are they made of? Pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves. Food-grade ingredients. Most importantly, there's no nicotine or tobacco. All proudly made here in the U.S. So if you're 21 and older and want to learn more about Black Buffalo Zero, head over to blackbuffalozero.com to learn more. You can buy their pouch online, ship directly to most states. Black Buffalo Zero, zero nicotine, zero tobacco, 100% ritual. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Simply Safe doesn't rest on its laurels. Innovating new 2-in-1 smoke and CO detector. Right now, 20% off your new system, simplysafecolin.com. No safe like Simply Safe. Will Blackman, 12 years, a Super Bowl, former Packer, Giant, Jaguar, Washington, friend of Aaron Rodgers. Have you been in a text relationship with Aaron this offseason? <laughs> That's classified. Not, not, texting's classified? Yes. He seems happy. He seems excited, yeah. I mean, to go from Green Bay Nightlife to New York, he's at the Tony Awards. <laughs> he said Green Bay Nightlife. We had a club back then called Club 5-6, and it was owned by Nick Barnett, our linebacker. Yeah, the former Oregon State guy. Yeah. He owned a club in Green Bay. He owned a club in Green Bay. Like what kind of club was it? Like an actual club. Did you get like, bottled service? Yes. <laughs> you might get a cheese curd with it, but it's like... <laughs> wow. So, um, yeah, no, he's at Tony Awards and NBA. New York's at, like, when you were a giant, did you, like, the first year, were you going out and having a good time? You know what I noticed? When I was a giant, like, we had to be to the facility by, I don't know, like, 6.30, 6.45. And, and when I was in Green Bay, we always showed up in, like, you know, our sweats or issued gear. But guys came to work dressed up like they were going to go out. Like, they were, I mean, dressed to the nines. And sure enough, after practice, guys would go to the city because they were going out. That was and I exactly. I came from Green Bay, went to New York. So yeah, I get it. You totally get it. <laughs> I totally get it. Um, it is a. It'll it'll be fun though. It's a little younger team. I, I I've theorized that Aaron knows it didn't play well nationally when he was more into Randall Cobb and Bakhtiari and the older guys. And there was a sense that come on, dude, you got to connect with young guys. So he goes to New York and he's made it very clear. He's hanging out. He likes the young guys. It feels like. He's learning. Like I said, when you get a divorce, what didn't work here? I want to correct what I did there. It does feel like he's he's embracing youth and young teammates. Yeah, 100%. Um, I think that's the glaring thing is like, hey, when he came over here, he, he's really trying to let it be known that despite whatever everyone heard in terms of his leadership, his commitment, like he's here, he's all in to make this thing work. So it's, it's that's really cool to see that from afar. Yeah. So um, DeAndre Hopkins, you're a star receiver. 
Uh, Titans have Vrabel, tough kind of run game coach. Patriots have that defensive culture. Why do you think those two? Like, I think he fits New England perfectly. For sure. If you had to choose one, where would you go? Well, I would say why those two is, I mean, it's because they were in Houston with him. So they, they witnessed his greatness when he was arguably the best receiver, you know, for like three years yeah. in Houston. But I look at, I look at New England, and of course you have, you know, Bill O'Brien, his his coordinator who understands, you know, yeah. what he likes to do. DeAndre understands the terminology, but is still a question in terms of, you know, can Matt Jones get him the football? You worry about that? I don't say I worry about it, but it's still it's not like for sure, for sure. All right. You know what I'm saying? Um just just big picture. I, I think I think Mac is a capable quarterback, but it's just still Big picture. And then you look at Tennessee, and then, right, you have – I think the defense is going to be much better this year. You have the run game for sure, and, you know, Vrabel's there. But also, there's even more of a glaring question in terms of quarterback there. Um, so, it's a matter of what does he want in terms of that? And, obviously, I don't, I don't know the money situation as well, right. what he's looking for. So, When you – you know, it's funny about when you come into the league. We were, I was talking about – I've flipped – my, I've changed my mind. So I did my NFL predictions pre-exhibition season, and I flipped my mind on the Ravens and the Steelers. I'm going to put the Steelers and Ravens out, mostly because... Out of what? Out of uh, In the AFC, I have seven playoff teams. Okay. And I, I came down to the Ravens and Steelers, initially picked Lamar and the Ravens. Now I've gone to the Steelers. And my reason was this. You take the Steelers' top eight players, seven of them never get hurt, and T.J. Watt's been hurt once. If you take the top seven players for the Ravens, outside of Mark Andrews, they all have an injury history. For sure. And it's like, at some point in a longer NFL season with 17 games, I'm going to go with Pittsburgh's health. That, and they played their arse off at the end of last year. That, and they have six quarterbacks who are sort of in the Jordan Love, C.J. Stroud class. You don't know what you're getting. Um, How long do you think, because they played well at the end of the year, when you had a young quarterback around, do you think the veterans look at Kenny as the guy? Like, how long did it take you to go, oh, he can play? Because you can tell with a receiver at the second practice. Right. You can tell with a corner. Okay, but quarterback is leadership, resilience, guile. It's a lot of stuff. Not hard to quantify. How long is it for a, for a roster full of dudes to go, that's the dude for the next 10 years? Yeah, I mean, it's it can take a week. It could take... A few days, it could take one throw. You know, I'll go back to Boston College when we had a freshman um, come in and he was on the scout team and Matt Ryan, and he was dicing us up every practice. And we haven't had that at Boston College. He was a freshman. He was a freshman, like lighting us up. And there was a game when he finally started to play. He was about 19 years old. There was a game where we were on national TV versus uh, NC State, and they had the number one defense of the country. We had a a delay a game because the call got in late. So Matt Ryan goes over to Coach Tom O'Brien and Dana Bible, who were two guys that struck fear in all of our players. And he went and lit them up on the sideline because he didn't get the call in on time. And all of us were like, we never seen this. Like, no one talks to our coaches like that. And he went off. Then he gets back in the huddle, gets to play, looks at me. He's like, get ready to score. And I'm a senior. I'm like, all right. So sure enough, I run, get open, touchdown. And I felt that. So I think in terms of like 
his commitment, this is Kenny Pickett, his commitment, um, how he is in terms of just how he goes about his business. And, and you can just, it's a, it's a feeling. It's kind of like you just, as a child, when you, when you know someone is for you or, or not with you. So I think for him, it's just more of an energy, a feeling. And then you really get to find out how he handles adversity. You know, that's, that's the biggest thing when it comes to uh, a quarterback evaluation. Like, how is he when he is facing adversity? Yeah. Playing from behind, four to go, good defense. Right. Your Matt Ryan story. Right. The, um, so I look at the 49ers as the best roster in the league. And I also look, at just in terms, I mean, Fred Warner is going to be a Hall of Famer. Right. George Kittle, Trent Williams, Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuels. Hufanga, who's like, pre- arguably probably the best safety. I watched his tape. Bosa. Bosa. Like, these right. are Hall of Famers. Right. Like, no team has eight potential Hall of Famers. Hufanga's really good. He's really good. And then you have Brock Purdy. And are you surprised that the seventh-round pick in the draft came in with all those dudes from Iowa State and, like, all right, it's my team? Isn't that kind of surprising? Like, I never once thought he's, he's nervous now, there are throws he can't make like other guys. Mm-hmm. I never once watched him and said, nervous feet, he's out of his element. Not, I've seen first-round picks do that. Were you, were you surprised at all? That locker room is full of rich Hall of Famers, dudes that have gone to Super right. Bowls. Like, <laughs> I mean, dudes. The, I mean, the GM's a Hall of Famer, too. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know um, I, his, I was, I did not expect him to come in and play well like that. At the same time, I am not surprised just based on, like you said, the players, the culture, and the coach that is around him that will put him in position to succeed. So, no, I wasn't, I wasn't, um, I didn't expect anything, um, but I wasn't surprised. Also, too, like, I felt like in the, I feel like in the Big 12, like, that's just a, you know, quarterback dicing everybody up type well, they of, throw it 58 times that's what i'm game. saying yeah so you saw that a lot with him like he's like i'm just gonna throw it run around in circles throw it all the unorthodox throws that you're not supposed to do like that's what he is comfortable doing and and sure enough you know kyle encourages it what do you make of the stefan diggs drama with the bills what, what do you make i like <laughs> to me it's like when stuff i always say if if you go to a party and a couple's fighting they can't even restrain themselves publicly it's way worse in the car it's way worse driving home. Like, they can't even stop arguing at a party publicly. If Stefan Diggs is going public with stuff, something's up, right? Would you have gone to social media? No, I don't, I don't say anything on social media when it comes to the personal stuff. But um, I don't know. There was, there was that moment in the playoffs where he raised his hand up oh, yeah. to Josh. And I oh. saw that. I was like, man, like, I wonder what that is. But, like, just the season for off-season drama like this is right now this is where people are trying to figure things out everyone's getting emotional um you know i think it was it june 1st where you can cut somebody and they won't you know destroy you cap wise you saw yeah. you know dalvin cook get released which what'd you make of that that was mind-boggling i think he's great i think he's awesome yeah i don't quite get it yeah so again this is the season where a lot of things are, are going on so i just i mean he's there now and usually what I learned is that when, when you have, when you lose or you have tough losses, other things are magnified, you know? And so I think right now guys are figured out, but this, this, this is the time of year where, where teams have these tough conversations. 
and figure it out before September rolls around. Does it get personal with money and stuff? Like how personal? It does get personal with money in terms of when a player knows his worth and his value. Um, because then it makes, then you look at the front office and you're like, Hey, well, apparently you don't respect me or my value or what I'm worth. So it does become personal. Was there anybody in the front office you, you resented at some point in your career that I resented? You just, you just, you, they didn't treat you right. Or you don't have to love every coach, but I always think the money things, cause your, your money's public. If if I'm in a law firm, money's not public. Right. Your money's public. No, I wouldn't say there's anyone. I I didn't. I don't resent anyone, but I did. You know, I didn't like when I got released from teams. Like, how do they do it? I will say this: most teams. I would say every team pretty much called me and had a conversation. When I got released from Green Bay, I met with you know the late Ted Thompson, and I remember he he couldn't get a word out. Like he was really emotional about it because he drafted you he drafted me yeah and so that was a tough one i remember (laughs) when i the last time i got released when i got released from washington remember they called me in the building and i was like i'm not coming to the building they're like why i was like because anything you guys could have told me now you could have told me a month ago yeah and I, w- I would have asked to got released then, and I could have went somewhere else. You knew you were getting – oh, I see. You know what I mean? Like, if you told me earlier – like, if you knew I was going to be – on, because they signed Swearinger, uh, Sua was going to be saved, and they signed David Bruton too. And so I'm like I, – I remember I called Bruce Allen, like, hey, you signed these guys? Like, like what's up? Because I just moved to safety. And so towards the end of the year, when I got released, I told him I was coming to build, and I remember Bruce called me, and he's like, hey – you know, I still want to sit down and meet. So he's like, pick a, pick a place. We'll meet. So we end up having dinner, Bruce Allen and I, and we just talked about it. And, you know, he was honest. I respect that he did that. Yeah, it was cool. Those are tough conversations. They are. But at this point, I already had so many tough conversations. I've already been through so much where, you know, the, the one thing that I, I would say, if I could pat myself on the back is I try my best not to take it personal yeah it's hard and, though and just knew it was business yeah like when i got released from seattle i knew i knew john snyder didn't do it because he didn't like me as a person right he just he made a business decision so yeah damn i got released a lot now that i'm talking about well, it well i mean i'm not trying to bring up bad <laughs> memories <laughs> no, it's just the reality no, it, is, it is what it is so now what do you uh what are you doing right now anything we should know about nope nothing nothing there's a lot of stuff <laughs> on the street there's a lot going on Nothing? No. Besides the wine business? Besides the wine business. Nothing. No. All right. Well, you know, there's opportunity if you have anything to promote. <laughs> I have nothing to promote. All right. Just no, making just sure. Exactly. Do you have any NFL questions you got for Will? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we haven't talked about the Cowboys a lot lately, no, Calvert. No, come on. I wonder what Will thinks about what's going what do you, on. What do you make of their personnel? That's all my only question about them. What do you make of Because I Of think, their roster? Okay, let me ask you. C.D. Lamb twists an ankle. Who am I throwing to? Brandon Cooks. Of what? Fifth team? Huh? And a thousand like every team, right? Okay. All right. Yeah. I worry about them. I, th- I always worry about, t- like I've said this about Buffalo. Stephon Diggs twists an ankle. Who are we throwing to? Jamar Chase got hurt. I got T. Higgins. I'm good. I got a good tight end. I always worry about that. You got to give me a second guy. I just, ga- I just gave you, you're uh, like going, I just gave you an answer. But Dalton Schultz is gone. Yep. Zeke is done. So to Cowherd's point, uh, Continuity matters in the league, Will. For you sure. No question. So they lose their OC. They lose the heartbeat of that team in Zeke Elliott. He is the guy behind the scenes, the party animal. Everybody looks up to him. They lose Dalton Schultz. That's 
That's three big pieces on that offense. That's a lot to replace in an offseason where you went to the playoffs and, you know, you're looking kind of good and played the Niners tough. You don't think there's any This is true. I mean, the only thing I would say adjustment-wise is, you know, just cut down the turnovers. That's the biggest thing because the past two years, the defense led the league in turnovers. Yeah. Um, That's – I would say right now the the energy, like, in terms of what the defense is doing, like – they they keep doing that and just cut down the turnovers. You know they were twelve and five two years in a row, and again led the league in turnovers. And that that's going to be the big difference if they can just protect the football better. Um, you know that's going to help them a ton. All right, where are you going now? A wine event? U.S. <laughs> Open? I, I was going to go to U.S. Open. My son has a tournament, basketball tournament tonight, so got to hang out there, be a dad. Oh, good for you. That's the best job. Yeah, sure is. At least that's what they say. <laughs> Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance see dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources attention all wrestling aficionados wrestling with freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season this is freddie prince jr and i am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back and joining me once again is the one and only jeff die Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news! This is the Herdline News. You hear that, Coward? Father's Day weekend, I'm in a volleyball tournament. Will's at a basketball tournament. This I'm, is what we do as fathers. I am. I'll be uh, with my wife. Going to ride the horses this week. Oh yeah, you'll be riding horses and the yeah. great wide open. Yeah, 
I'm a little Yellowstone. I'm like a Costner out there without the talent. <laughs> I love riding horses. It's fun. Super it is fun. fun. I do it in, in Napa and sometimes in uh, Paso. I've done it in Napa before. Yeah. It's a blast. It's gorgeous well, up there. Hold on. Riding horses or like the horses walking? Are you? No, no. You get on the horse difference. and you ride. The horse is galloping. There, there's a place up near Los Olivas, California I rode. Yeah. Have you ever ridden that? Not that, that one. I'm going to tell you something. That's the most beautiful area in America. Los Olivas. It's about an hour north of... Uh, Santa Barbara, and, right? It's a Santa barbara area. Yeah. Above Dells? Was, uh, he thought Wisconsin <laughs> Dells was a mall. <laughs> you play you're in Wisconsin. Never, never you know the Wisconsin there. Dells. Yeah, but I never left Green Bay. I know. Never? Club 5-6. <laughs> he was up in the clubs. He's not at Dells. Whatever that is. Anyways. All right. Let's get to this stuff. Uh, Bears. They got a number one target for Justin Fields this offseason. Adding DJ Moore. Uh, former Panthers wideout coming off seven touchdowns last year. Career high. Yeah. So Fields and DJ Moore, that Bears offense, could be overpowering. Here's what Fields had to say about his chemistry with DJ Moore. I mean, it did come uh, quickly. Um, I, I didn't really expect anything because it's different for each each guy. But I feel like with DJ, it's, you know, his body language is pretty easy to read. Um, and really early on, we communicated on, you know, how we want, you know, each route's ran and stuff like that. And of course, you know, he's a lot of experience. He's been in the league for, you know, a good a good period of time now. So, you know, he's, he's played a lot of football, so he knows, you know, um, different coverages really well. You know, he's been great, and, you know, the, the chemistry has definitely picked up. I, I'm more bullish on this team than you. You and I are a little divided on Packers-Bears. I, I'm no, I, no, I've come to your side on Green Bay. I'm not a – I'm – I think Chicago's got too many questions and not enough answers. Huh. So you and I disagree. So I'll be going to Vegas, you know. What's their over-under, seven? Two. Six huh? and a half, what's their over-under? Too low, that's what it what is. What is it? Uh, I don't know off the top of my head. I, I, they're a seven-win team to me. That feels right. Green Bay and them both about seven wins. I mean, seven can become eight, but seven generally doesn't become Solid nine. draft, fields year two with the OC. DJ Moore, it's top, huge upgrade. Yes. Jace Claypool. No, no, they're, they're like, tight ends. Robert Tanyan and Cole Komet. Tanyan? Tight end and wide receiver. They're one of the more improved teams in the league in terms of personnel. I feel like they got a good running back, too. They're okay. Um, in free agency. They're okay. Um, O-line's not as bad as people think because they hit on a left tackle. So their O-line's not as awful as everybody contends. Okay. Uh, next up, NBA, Victor Wembenyama. He officially finished his tenure in the French League uh, after getting swept by Monaco in the finals. Bit of a surprise there. Wemby, obviously coming to the NBA, will be the number one pick. Dude, he looked good uh, in that uh, finals. I saw some of the highlights online. I'm just telling you, man, this kid. 23 a game. I think that's reasonable. As a rookie. Like, that would probably be the highest scoring average for a rookie in a long, long, long time. Maybe yeah. ever. Scoring's not going to be the issue. He's going to block a lot of shots and score a lot of points. I just The thing that worries me is the whole home grin issue with the feet. And, like, you know, you're shooting jumpers. Somebody lands on your feet, foot. And it's like, yeah, he's so thin. Body types like that don't generally last forever. Although Kareem did. If you're the Spurs, does he play in the NBA Summer League? Nope. Not one game. I told you before, I'd play him 58 games. In the NBA, yeah, I would pay. I would very rarely play him back to back. I'd play him a few back to backs at home, but I would play him. I would not pay him. Uh, play, I said the same with Chet Holmgren. When you go from international basketball or playing once a week 
I'm not playing these guys three times a week because it was that body type. Now it's different. Ant Edwards, John Morant's different. Ben Carroll last year. I mean, yeah, but again, that's a different body man. type. But you get me seven two, seven three, thin, not real stocky. I'm gonna give you. I said with Chet Holmgren, fifty-eight games, uh, a handful of back-to-backs at home, well, never minute, on the road. Minute, fifty-eight. The new rules. He will not be eligible. I don't think for rookie of the year if he plays fifty-eight games. What's the, the, the new rules? You got to play. I think it's somewhere in the 60s. John Morant will not be eligible due to his suspension. I, I don't think Victor Wembanyama is l- worried a lot about Rookie of the Year. Come on. That stuff matters. To who? And not Popovich. Not Popovich. Uh, this kid's... Uh, the, the European players are not into shoe deals and awards and all that stuff early. Maybe later. He doesn't give a rip about that. that all right. Sticking with the NBA, Michael Jordan finalizing the sale of the Charlotte Hornets, ending his 13-year run as majority owner. We could call it a disaster, right? I don't know if they won any playoff series. I know they didn't do well. Uh, shuttled a bunch of coaches, um, missed on a lot of draft picks. Jordan is expected to keep a minority stake uh, and will be a presence with the franchise, obviously, for easy reasons. Um, he bought the team for 275 mil in 2010. Uh, I haven't seen a final price, but I'm going to guess it's in the $3 billion oh, he, he did well. He's a good businessman. Of course he is. He's just a terrible GM owner. Yeah. That's he's like been, making decisions. Yeah, I mean, it's, just, it's it's hard. He's not, you know, he's, Michael likes to golf. Michael's a celebrity. Michael likes to have a social life. Being a general manager and an owner is, it's this is hard. I've seen a lot of smart guys whiff. There have been a lot of mediocre owners and GMs, and it's hard. The Kwame Brown pick, you know, he was Whoa. all in on that. Jeez, and yeah. It just didn't work. So, so the, the one of the big, so the two names, the two guys that are taking over are Gabe Plotkin and Rick Schnall. Now, I know a lot of that doesn't mean anything to anybody, but I did just open a link about a story. Um, you remember the whole GameStop meme stuff that was going on with the stock market? Yeah, I do. Yeah, apparently that. one of these owners uh, is somehow connected. I haven't read the story, so I'm not going to go too deep. But I'm very excited to read this story because GameStop, you know, uh, stock market, I. The way some of these owners think, you know, Tepper uh, in the NFL, he comes in, uh, you know, you look at his background and you can tell he's going to take some big swings. That's what some of these finance guys do. And um, I just I wonder. The Zion Williamson swing. LaMelo. That's, that, that's what I'm working I, up towards. I would go for it. I think in that market, which is a college basketball market, a NASCAR market, NFL market, you can get lost in that part of the country really fast with NBA. I would go for Zion. How about Suns owner takes over three minutes later? They trade for Kevin Durant. Like these new owners, they want to put their stamp on the on the team. Hey, I'm here. We're going to contend. We're going to make big swings. We're going to miss on some, but we're going to try. And I applaud that. Lamelo and Zion, I would do it. It'd be a fun one. We said before. I don't know if they're good. Fun watch. Yeah, put them on on TV as yeah. often as possible. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's. And really then maybe Zion gets a sideshow reality show with all oh. the ladies in his life that he's juggling. Oh boy! Yeah, I went there, people. Go look it up. <laughs> well, maybe don't write. Not not if you're at work. But uh, yeah, look not, it up. It's not safe for work. Definitely. Neither of them are. I'll just say that. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Apologies. Sorry. J Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Lie News. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. 
Hey, this is Tom Verducci from Fox Sports, MLB Network, and Sports Illustrated. And I'm Joe Madden, and we're going to be around to talk a little bit about managerial decisions and what may have occurred in the dugout maybe in the 1980s. It's the Book of Joe podcast. I can't wait for this, Joe. We're going to dive into what goes on in the dugout and behind the scenes in Major League Baseball. Cars, wine, whatever else we want to talk about. Yeah, well, there are no boundaries, right? Listen to the Book of Joe podcast on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get visibility and control over your financials inventory. HR and more. NetSuite by Oracle. No payments for six months. NetSuite.com slash herd. So uh, uh, during the celebration of the Denver Nuggets, all these years in the NBA, uh, still somebody poking the ribs of LeBron James. Here was a, a local host, Vic Lombardi. He came into this world as the son of a coach, but in these playoffs, he became the Lakers' daddy. Yes. You know, whether it's fair or not, um, there's a, a perception uh, that LeBron's a bit of a media hog. Remember, retirement stuff during the playoffs. And that when the going gets tough, he just bails to a safer landing spot. 
That's a perception, fair or not. Nobody doubts his talent, his legacy. Nobody doubts that. He's, he's great, and he's a good teammate. Um, but there's been these moments, the decision didn't bother me, but bothered the late commissioner, David Stern, and others. They burned jerseys in Cleveland. It bothered a lot of people. It didn't bother me, but a lot. Uh, the chosen one is a tattoo called the King, uh, King James. There was this moment in Miami when he joined the Heat. You three kings came down here to win championships. Not one, championships. Not two. LeBron, tell us about that. Not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, not seven. And, and when I say that, I really believe it. Now, to some degree, he has delivered three different teams he's won a title with and been the best player. Pat Riley looked a little uncomfortable him saying that. But there was no resentment ever toward Michael Jordan. There was awe, there was reverence, and there was fear. LeBron has created some resentment, some political stuff, probably a bit of it. The king, the chosen one, the decision, not one, not two, not three. And I think that's precisely why the debate with LeBron and um, MJ is so intense, is that people really liked Michael Jordan. They really liked him. It was a slow growth story. He was a kid that went to a, a popular college program, Carolina. Uh, you know, six titles with one team, got tackled early in his career, stayed put, fought through the Pistons, fought through the Celtics. Uh, he went and, and posterized the dunk contest. LeBron's avoided it. Uh, he stayed out of politics. LeBron didn't avoid it. That's something. Um, so Michael Jordan has sort of become in the NBA, he was the hero by staying put and joining things like the dunk contest. And LeBron's a bit of an anti-hero, pushing back the minute people fall in love with him and going to a new team. Even today, the silhouette of Michael Jordan is the greatest, most well-known sports silhouette in the world. And with LeBron James, if he had a silhouette, I'm not sure what it would be. Maybe it would be the block. Maybe it would be luggage because he's been instituted so much mobility in the league. But it is interesting. When Michael Jordan left the NBA, the ratings, half of them vanished. LeBron's been a star, and the ratings have mostly sunk. It doesn't mean LeBron's not a better player. It doesn't mean LeBron did it the wrong way. I have supported LeBron from day one. I think he's a great teammate. I think it's remarkable, given his childhood, that he's never in trouble, a brilliant businessman, very, very loyal to the guys around him like Maverick Carter and Rich Paul. But Michael was more beloved. Michael was more popular. Michael was less polarizing. With Michael, there was awe, fear, and reverence. With LeBron, fair or not, there is some resentment. And there we go to shut out the week. To, to, to finish, there's my exclamation point to end the week. I don't resent him. The decision didn't bother me a bit, but it, it was a clunker. It's wild that the biggest knocks on LeBron are over a decade old. Where was he against the, uh, against the Dallas Mavericks in the final? The decision. I mean, <laughs> it was like, a, what, 15 years ago? Like, I know. It, the biggest knocks on LeBron are ancient. We don't have the time here. This narrative that Jordan leaves the league and ratings fall off a cliff, Colin, like that's just what has happened in television. Ratings for 
TV, primetime TV, have cratered since yeah. the 90s. That's just happened Fair. because of streaming, yeah. uh, street video games, all, like all the distractions. Kids don't it's watch just, TV. It's a different era. Yeah, no, I, I'm not disputing any of that. Um, but I, having worked as a media member during the MJ era, I, can, I put that microphone in front of him multiple times. Uh, Michael was the best player, the coolest player, a handsome player, the most stylish player, the most clutch player, the best player. Uh, and Michael uh, uh, and LeBron has been many of those, but I don't think he's been the coolest guy or the most fashionable guy. But I do think, and it's a reality of it, is um, mobility offends a lot of people. It's amazing how powerful loyalty is. We get bothered. I don't, but you and I have moved around the country. 40% of people in America never leave their area code. And they look at mobility as uh, a lack of loyalty, disloyalty. And that's that's how a lot of Americans yeah. view it. So uh, LeBron to a lot of people is just, he just, when the going gets rough, he bails. Mm-hmm. I look at it and think D-Wade was getting old. The Mavs, the, the, the Cavs couldn't get him a second great player. Kyrie went AWOL. Like, I totally get on, on, it. On that, we agree. But you, you said what? When you, when you stuck the microphone in front of Jordan, he was the coolest, the best, the blah, blah, blah. Everything. You know when that was? Wow. That was after Magic Johnson left the league due to HIV. Yeah. After Larry Bird's back yeah. was broken. After Isaiah Thomas was largely washed. Yeah. Well, Michael couldn't do anything against those great teams. Nothing. He was irrelevant against them in the well, late 80s. Could not beat them. They beat him down repeatedly. Yeah. And Jordan excelled. After those three superstars were kind of well, done they, in the league. They, and oh, by the way, the expansion era in the 90s. Yeah. You had four expansion teams, diluted talent, no international players. I mean, again, I know he was the best during that era, but he was not the best when Magic and Bird and Isaiah were in their prime. Yeah. He was not. He needed Phil and Scottie Pippen. And, yeah. You know. Everything broke his way, and that's fine. Like, obviously, he's a great player, but. Well, listen, you could say he never won in college. Once James Worthy left, and he never won in the NBA until he got Pippen. And those are both factually true. He didn't win every year in college. James Worthy left. He never won an international title in college. I mean, I'm, that's not a knock. That's just the facts. The fact is, he didn't win a, he didn't win a playoff series, I don't think. Yeah, and yep. then it was 6-0 in the finals. Yeah, I get it. He only made the finals six times in his 15-year career. LeBron's made it more in his longer career. No, that's By percentage. Are- and again, I know I'm looking like a Le- LeBron guy. I just think he's a... Better all-time player than Michael Jordan? Yes. I, 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 I defend LeBron, but I do sense there's always been a little resentment toward LeBron, and it was more um, reverence toward Michael. For whatever reason. Fair. Your TV point's a very good one. Enjoy the horses this weekend. Well, just uh, Chewy. Yeah. You got Chewy and Maple. So they're galloping. You're not Cheeto. just like walking around. No, we gallop. Wow. Yeah, we gallop. Like Kevin Costner in Yellowstone. <laughs> <laughs> It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at First, first listen. listen. 
This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.